This is Drew here. I'm going to welcome you all to a brand new episode of Phoenix Down. This is Phoenix Down episode number 50... <laughs> Shit. I've already messed it up. Close. 67.6. I had to look it up. We've been doing this for a while, Matt. Yeah. In fact, next month will be... Six years? We've been doing this game for a while, too. We have been doing this game for a while. Um, we're continuing our playthrough of Radiant Historia for the year of the JRPG. Looks the like year of Radiant Historia. The year of Radiant Historia, Nino Kuni. And we'll go ahead and say we're going to be doing Final Fantasy twelve next. So enjoy your uh, four game year. Yeah. Uh, we are well. We've kind of narrowed down what we're going to be doing for the, at least the next two games. Um. I'll go ahead and say we're gonna. Do, we're, I know this is the year of the JRPG, but we really want to do Red Dead Redemption before Red Dead Redemption Two comes out in October. So we're probably doing Red Dead Redemption right after Final Fantasy. So we've kind of got those two ironed out. Uh, I feel a little bad because I'm so excited to play something else, and I don't want that to come off as a knock against Radiant Historia. Oh well, yeah, I mean. It, even I like Radiant Historia, but I'm so ready to be done with it. Yeah, it's just I mean it's it's a great game, but I'm just like man, these <laughs> long games are are really hard to do back to back to back. It's hard. Yeah, and we're gonna be jumping into another long game right after this one, but hopefully it will be a little different. Yeah, a little different and a little bit more at stake. A little bit more dynamic. Well, this Radiant History is fun, but I feel like I'm plodding a bit. How so? I I don't. I, there's some mystery in the story. I mean, there's the big mystery about around what's causing people to turn into sand. Exactly how this weapon works. But even hopping between the timelines isn't much of a puzzle. It's not much of a Something I have to really stop and think about. I just plod, I just keep going forward until I get stuck, and then I'm like, all right, well, I'll switch to the other timeline. Yeah. And then I kind of trundle forward until I get stuck, and then I hop back to the other timeline. So it, it's a cool concept, but it's a little bit less of a puzzle than I was kind of expecting. Of uh, you know, here's a puzzle that you don't know how to answer. You're gonna have to hop around or. or they do give you some clues as to where you have to go sometimes, but it, it rarely turns into trying to solve where I have to go. That's true. And, and I, I, I don't know that that's good or bad, and it, and it may have to do a lot with just when you hop. Like if you don't get stuck, I mean you could, I guess theoretically, just keep hopping back and forth and never really hit a roadblock. But – well, if you do that, then there's even less of a puzzle because you actually never need to switch if you're always sort of auto-switching. And if you play all the way until you get stuck, there's also – it seems like there tends not to be much of a puzzle on where you're trying to go. So I don't know. Again, it's not, it's not really a knock because it still is kind of fun to see how the two stories play off each other and intertwine with each other. But I guess it's less of a mechanic than I was expecting. Yeah. Uh, for a JRPG, this is a very linear game. Yeah. 
Um, they've got some side quests, stuff like that. And I've done a few of them. Uh, we'll talk about it a little bit later on in this episode, but there was a point where I was like, oh, I have to go back and do something. To which I was like, oh, I already did some of this, and I didn't realize it. Mm. And it was all kind of side questy stuff. So, um, the last thing we did, we were in the alternate timeline and we got stuck because in the alternate timeline, we couldn't, uh, continue because, uh, Gafka, uh, can't, tells us that the, his people won't listen to humans because they don't trust them. And the only way they'll listen to us is if we have the beast mark. So we went back to the standard timeline and pressed on from there. And when I say pressed on, I stayed in the standard timeline for two chapters. Yeah, this is, uh, this is quite the trek right here. Yeah. So going back to the standard timeline, uh, we then were forced to went to the desert area and was forced to, uh, we got captured and was forced to do gladiator battles, stuff like that. All what felt like padding to me. Um, and that, that's a little bit of what I meant as well about it plodding along. It, it's a, it seems less clear that there are real big peaks and valleys. Yeah. And, you know, there's a bit of padding, a bit of actual side quests. A lot of the actual story is go from one town to the other. And it, it, it sometimes doesn't feel like we're building as much as it could. Maybe if they cut a little bit out and streamlined it a bit, it would feel like it was building towards a better climax. Yeah. There's still a ton of mystery involved. Yeah. And we will get to that in a little bit. Um, so after proving our worth in the gladiator stuff, uh, we proved our worth to the king of, uh, not Scala. What's the other town? Cygnus. Yep. Um, and, uh, king Garland, right? Yeah. King Garland. And he, uh, he has a big plan. So instead of meeting up with uh, the, I guess, Lieutenant Dias, who is part of the Grand Org Army, who is invading constantly but also losing the war against Alistel, um, we decided to uh, devise a plan to trick them and possibly devastate their army. Um Basically, that plan is to uh, pretend like we're going to go meet him in an area. Uh, and we know that there are horrible sandstorms and gusts, tornadoes that pile through there. Giant enemy crabs as well. Yes. And we're hoping that you have to flip them and hit them in their stomach for massive damage. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so we're going to use the... the the elements against them and hopefully take them by surprise as well as destroy a lot of their army. So, uh, that's the plan. What we don't plan on is remember, uh, uh, Garland's right hand man who captured us. He was fired and exiled from Cygnus. Well, he's like, well, I'm going to get back at him he goes and meets up with Dios and says, "Hey, they're springing a trap for you guys." So he knows. also a little somebody's back there that you might want to get a hold of. Yeah, 
the 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 princess Erica is with them. So there's your your little cherry on top. He's like, great. So now they they know that we're plotting against them. So we have to do we have to let this play out? I feel like we do. We have to let this play out and our trap is not sprung correctly. And uh Dias takes over Cygnus and we get a a kind of a point break with uh Tio and Lipti show up saying, Well, that didn't work out as planned. Looks like you gotta go back. So we go back in time again. Uh and while um I can't remember the guy's name, the second in command who betrays us. Hedge. Hedge. Uh while Hedge is being exiled, we meet back up with him and uh uh show him his uh bloody amulet. Yeah, because after he betrayed Garland, Dias just kills him anyway. Yeah. And we're like, see, you're gonna get killed if you do what you're planning on doing. So he hides tails it out of there. And never tells Dios of the plan. We go back n- into the future and are able to now spring our trap. Uh, Dios is overwhelmed. We have him cornered, but he escapes. And we have a boss fight with his executioner. Now, uh, this is the, the, the big bad that almost killed Stock at the very beginning of the game. Uh... And Stock was able to time travel for the first time. Uh, Palamedius, is that it? Palamedius? Yeah, pa- Palamedes. Pal- Palamedes. Sure. Uh, Th- yeah. This is also right after we had to fight the, or destroy the ballistas, right? Yeah. We had to hop, hop through the desert. Yeah, going through the desert, the, destroying ballistas because they're firing on Cygnus. Um, did all that, fought the executioner and defeated him. Yeah. Question mark. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure we did. Yeah. Yeah. He dies. I think so. Yeah. Uh, because I fight him again, which I'll get into. Uh, we fight him twice actually. Um, but I fight him even more. So, um, uh, but Dias escapes runs away, but we consider it a victory. And now we're like, all right, now that we've done that, we're going to group up with each other and take out uh, Grand Org, strike it while it's hot. Before we do that, we run into somebody, another Gutrol. Uh, this guy is not Gafka, but is another like high-ranking Gutrol. And he is seeking aid from us. And he wants us to help uh, his... Uh, God, what was it? Forgia? Is that it? Forgia? Yep. Yeah. Help Forgia, his his kingdom, because the Alistel army? Is the Alistel army the ones that are attacking them? Yes. They're moving through the forest while the Grand Org army is moving through the desert or trying to. So 
we're like, okay, well, we'll help you. He's like, well, they're not going to talk to you unless you have the beast mark. I'm like, well, stock doesn't say it, but he's like, well, I'm looking for this beast mark. Yeah, I already needed it. And um, he's like, all right, well, I'll take you to where you can get the beast mark. I'm like, oh, good. So uh, now we uh, we can finally figure out what this thing is. We go through this deep forest. So this is uh, essentially once we've once we're on this part of the quest, we're in chapter six, right? Uh, yes. Going through this is the is the beginning parts of chapter six because chapter five was called Victory, and that was because we defeated Dios. Uh, now and then, chapter six begins with us helping uh, the Gutral. So uh, we, he leads us through this forest, or we go through this forest and meet at this temple where we have to do the trial. Uh, this is like the second dungeon we've ever been in in this entire game. Yeah, this is also the sewers. Yeah, the sewers were annoying, and this part's annoying because this is the really the first part where. I'm starting to realize I'm very clearly underleveled. Yeah. Like, in this whole section in the forest, I had to run away from essentially every fight. Because it's also ridiculously long from, like, the start until the end. And you have to fight boss fights at the end after I've been drained by, like, fight after fight after fight. So I, I had to avoid every single fight. To the point where I would just try and hit people with my sword, which is still painful in my version of the game because sometimes you'll have to hit these apes what four five six times before they actually stun and then try and sneak past them that's insane and so this whole section took a long time because if i tried to avoid every single fight and if i did get into a fight i just tried to exit the fight but you know if i'm trying to miss people then that means that usually if they catch me, they're catching me from behind. Yep. And then they get in like six or eight or ten attacks. And I, I've had at least a couple of times where I've been trying to miss somebody. They caught me in, in that first barrage of eight or so attacks, wiped out my whole party. Yeah. That's um that's horrible. Especially if you're halfway or more through this dungeon. Oof, how many game overs did you get? In this section, probably three. So, how are you handling boss fights? Uh, poorly, I would say. <laughs> yeah. Um, so- I'm just just at the point where if I do everything right, I can take out a boss, but there's no room for error. I hate to tell you this, Matt, but you're probably going to spend a couple game sessions just grinding. Yep. Fully aware. I actually was doing that today when I got home uh, because the boss that I just beat right when I finished this play session was tough. And I had to grind, go up a couple levels to just barely beat him using my high-end items and using all of my turn breaks uh, and getting a little bit lucky. But I did did beat him, so I'm just barely hanging in like... at at the minimum level required to be able to progress. Hmm. But yeah, this se- this section was really where it kicked in for me. Have you used any of your other mana bursts? 
I tried all of the level two ones. I was underwhelmed. Okay. But I now have level three ones that I have not tried. I they seem. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just gonna say they seem mostly offensive. Yeah. So if I'm in a good position, I might use them. But generally, I'm saving them for a boss fight to, for where I have to play super defensive anyway. Right. So I, I've pretty much just been using turn breaks mostly. The the standard one. Right. Yeah. I, I tend to use turn breaks a lot too, unless I have kind of the upper hand. I might try yeah. some of those like hits all enemies kind of thing, just to see if I can wipe out some minions and stuff. Yep, I find almost all of the hits multiple enemies attacks in this game to be very weak. They are. Like Rainy has that one that hits the first row, uh-huh. but it does almost no damage. Yeah, I would much rather use G Fire. Yeah, knock two guys into each other and then use G Fire. Yeah. Or G Thunder. Oh, I don't have G Thunder. Oh yeah, I got G Thunder. Oh. So I'm a little higher level than you are. You said you were like level thirty six or so. Thirty eight. Thirty eight. Finished today. Yeah. And I am probably forty seven or so with stock. Wow. So uh, I have done a little bit of grinding. The beach helped with that too. But um, yeah, so we go through. Uh, this dungeon for the trial and when we get to the end of it we run into the, our big mystery the biggest mystery of this entire game this shadowy figure shows up wearing a hood and they obviously have the power of the the Black Chronicle uh, and they project this shadow that attacks us and this is our first boss fight. There's also another boss fight after this, which I wasn't aware of. Yep. Also, when I got to this point, I had to leave to get some of my characters, some my secondary characters, Ott and Erica. They needed some much better equipment. Since I am not forced to use these characters, I have not done anything with them. I used Oct for some of her trap stuff whenever I was forced to use her. I hope that I don't have am forced to use anybody else for the rest of this game. Yeah, I wasn't really forced to. I just was having a tough time and I said, what's the best characters to use for this section? Right. And unfortunately they told me Ots and Erica. So I needed to get some some clothing and some weapons I was uh, pretty far behind on getting them upgraded, so hmm. spent a little time doing that. But uh, this uh, shadowy figure uh, projects our first boss fight, which is a shadow. Didn't have too much trouble with this one, but it did drain a lot of my MP. Yep. To which then I had another boss fight that I didn't realize, and I had to use the first two turns to fill up my MP again. Um, but yeah, the shadowy figure doesn't say anything. Just kind of shows up, does that thing, and then uh, tries to disrupt us, but then leaves, disappears. Time still a mystery. Time warps again. So, still a mystery. Way deep into this game, kind of wish they would reveal some. This is this is turning out to be Nino Cooney. <laughs> the the last the last two hours of this game is going to be all exposition, and at that point, I won't care. <laughs> um, too little, too late. Exactly. 
Um, and then we make it to the beast mark. But before we get our hands on the beast mark, another boss fight shows up. And it is a giant friggin' spider. It's like, it takes up the whole screen. Yep. Uh, didn't have trouble with this, but I did have to waste some turns. Oh, uh, this was a pure fire. Spiders hate fire. Spiders hate fire, and that's all I did. I boosted. Yeah, spam G fire. Yeah, I boosted, uh, Rainy and then spam G fire the entire time. I even had, uh, I even boosted, um, stock and he was just using regular fire. Yeah. <laughs> I was doing the same thing. Yep. Stock, Rainy, and Marco are like the they best. They fit together well. This the best, yeah. Because you got you've got your mage, you've got your warrior, and you've got your healer. Yep. So that's you know. And Marco's Which, a pretty good healer. Yeah, it's unfortunate that I feel like I'm missing a lot of the game. No, though, not playing with the other characters, but I guess they don't do all that much that's character specific. So it's not like you're missing story really by not using them well it seems like each character can learn abilities like gafka if you get these like books and take them like later on you unlock it the ability to get him to get new abilities and then um you can get new gauntlet parts for uh for um what's his name rosh yep um i don't know about erica to learn stuff on her own, kind of like uh, the traps and stuff like that. Which the traps are pretty useful. I just don't have her leveled up high enough to use her. And I yeah, she won't. She won't stick around long enough in a, in a hard fight. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, we beat the spider, get the beast mark, and um, trying to think. Yeah, there was a bit of a question here. I wrote down that we needed to head to Grand Org, and we had the decision either wait for the, the Guttrolls or head there immediately. Uh-huh. Uh, I ended up waiting, but because of that, a bunch of Resistance members were killed. And what did you do after that? Uh, I think it was a head... Head to Historia. Oh, it was one of those where, oh, you did something wrong. I think so. Gotcha. And then it, then that's where I got the level three mana burst right after that. Right. So, I have done that part, and this is where I was going to talk about the side quest stuff that I didn't realize was needed in order to continue. Mm. So. The resistance members that get killed. Um, we're talking. I can't remember their names. Will and Otto. Will and Otto. So Will randomly mentions a sand sword. Uh, and I was like, and it came up as like a side quest. Oh, get him a sand sword. And I was able to obtain a sand sword. And I was like, well, let me just turn this quest in. Maybe I'll get some experience or something for it. And I turn it in, and he's like, thanks. And then runs off. And I was like, <laughs> okay. Uh, is that it? So I just keep, I kept going. Yeah, th that's why it's hard to talk about this game, because I was like, yeah, I did that too. 
but it was like all out of context. It, because it was previously, right at the beginning of Standard History Chapter 6, uh, while we were like at the inn, a character came up to me and gave me the Sandstorm. Sand, yeah. Sandsword. It was the guy that we saved from the bombs. You know, he was the bomb carrier in the first chapter. Yep. And he's like, here, I got you this sand sword. I was like, oh, that's what that guy was wanting. So I traveled back and gave him that sand sword. Uh, this then saves him and Otto. The other person that we have to save is the father of the little girl who is in the sewers. Mm. So if you remember correctly, me and you both led that little girl out. And, yep. she, and when he was going to betray us, he felt bad about it. He's another resistance member that we have to save, which me and you both inadvertently saved him by doing that. We didn't realize it at the time. Hmm. So we have, so in order for that chapter to, to finish, basically, you're at the end of chapter six at that point. Um, in order for you to continue on, you have to do those three side quests, basically. And the game gives you no indication that that is what you need to do. So what was the what was blocked? What could you not do that you had to go back and save them? The auto one. So when you give Will the sword, he's like, thanks, and runs off. What I didn't do was, was continue on. There, there's a part where we're in the sewers with Otto and the sewers helping us, leading us out whenever the they're onto us kind of thing. Yeah. You had to let that play out with Will with the sand sword. And I didn't do that. I'm not sure I ever gave up my sand sword, though. Well, you had to give the sand sword to Will in order to progress. So that way he survives the siege on Granorg. Like when, when the, the Granorg's on fire, whenever Protea, you know, says that she's going to be burning yeah. down the city. Shit, I don't know. I'm confused. I I feel like I just basically was given the sword. I think I still have the sword. Then you need to time travel back. And give Will the sand sword in the bar. Oh, yeah, maybe I just haven't done it yet. Yeah, that's what you need to do. And then you'll save Will that way. Do I have to save Will? Yes. All three of those resistance members have to survive in order to continue with the standard history. And then you're, yeah. and then you're at the end of chapter six right there. Yeah, I guess basically at that point I just flipped back to alternate history. Haven't paid any attention to standard history, and I've just been going on alternate history since. Yeah, you basically hit your stop, stop gap and then switched over when you can finish that stop gap in the standard history. Gotcha. So that's probably probably for something to do tomorrow. There you go. And then when you finish... When you save all the resistance members, you get it's basically just a cutscene, and then it's the end of the chapter. Do you want me to talk about the cutscene, or you want to wait? Uh, let's wait because there's only a one more chapter, right? Supposedly, there is only Supposedly. one more chapter. Yeah. 
So uh, we'll leave that for next week. Um, but something kind of major happens. Uh, but let's switch back over to the alternate timeline. Now that we have the beast mark, we can go show Gafka that, and hopefully he will take us to his village people of the Gutrals. Who are singing the YMCA? Because I said village people. <laughs> um, so uh, show him the beast mark. He's like, "Oh my god, you have the beast mark. We can go talk talk to my people now." And we go through the forest again, make it to their village, and they're uh, they don't like us. Like I tried to go buy some stuff at their uh, weapon shop, and they're like, "We don't serve humans here." Yeah. So we have to go talk to the chief. When we go talk to the chief, he's like, yeah, you got the beast mark, but we still don't trust you. Prove your worth. Exactly. So here's what you got to do. Some of our brethren have been captured by the Alistel army over in uh, uh, Scala. Yep. Uh, which is a smaller town in the desert area close to Cygnus. And uh, he said, you need to go rescue them and uh, bring them back here, and then we'll listen to what you have to say. So we're like, okay. So the whole party travels, and I'm talking, we had to walk everywhere. <laughs> we went all the way through the forest, through... Lasville Hills through the freaking desert and we finally made it back to the desert area in Scala. Alistair has taken over the city and so we got to come up with a plan. So we go to the inn and we're like, okay, why don't we devise a plan where we could possibly distract the guards and save the, the Gulturals? And so Rosh comes up with the idea of we're going to distract them. You guys somehow get yourselves some uh, some Alistair Army uh, armor and wardrobe, disguise yourself, and then give them some false information that will hopefully get them out of the city. So uh, we have to go find some guys. We luckily find three Alistair Army guys drunk. Essentially, as soon as we start looking. Yeah. We need three uniforms. Oh, hey, there's three guys that are drunk. Yep. So we decided to pick a fight with them, and we have a boss fight with these guys. And my God, they kept getting critical hits constantly, and I couldn't keep anybody alive. <laughs> like, Rainy would die. I'd use Marco to resurrect her. Then Marco would die, and then I had to use an item to resurrect him. And I was just like, Jesus, going way too long for three freaking drunk guys. Yeah. Uh... But we beat them, get the clothes. Did you get a cutscene here with a picture, like an anime picture? No, I don't think I have any good anime pictures in my version. Okay, so my version has anime pictures. There's only been like three so far, and the the three that were that were were when Rainy and Marco died the first time. Yep, that one I actually saw when I was watching that intro. Right, and I did not get it in my version. Okay. This is in the new version, the perfect chronology version. Then there was another one whenever uh, Rosh was dead, and we're like, oh no, I killed Rosh. And then we get one when they're changing clothes. <laughs> and it shows Rainy in like. Of course it does. In her like brassiere 
And I was like, why? Uh, we could have left that out. Yeah, one of my biggest problems with, well, anime, but... Yeah. So anyway, we change into the clothes, and Rosh uh, goes and picks a fight with a bunch of Alistair guys. And they're like, hey, you're the you're that traitor. And he's like, yeah, what are you going to do about it? To which then it cuts to Stock and Randy and Marco, and they go up to the commander and it's like, oh... Rosh is over there starting trouble, but that's just a ruse. There's actually more resistance coming, and they've taken over. So we need to uh, we need to move uh, back to the Sand Fortress, according to uh, what was her name? Um, I got the Valkyrie. What was her name? Uh, shit. What was her name? It wasn't Sonya. Sonya's the nurse lady. I can't remember. Anyway, the Valkyrie, the Valkyrie commander lady of the Sand Fortress. And like, okay, everybody's evacuating the city. We're moving back to the Sand Fortress. Perfect opportunity for us to save the Guttrals. And we, uh, we save the Guttrals. They don't really trust us, but then Gafka's there. And they're like, Master Gafka, to which they're like, hmm? You're a master? Thought you were exiled from this place. And uh, we go back, and they are absolutely happy, ecstatic, that uh, we've brought back their uh, brethren. We're no longer hated. And no longer hated. And um, the next thing we do is come up with a plan. What do we do now? And we're like, well, a lot of their armies scattered, and a lot of them we know went to the Sand Fortress. Maybe that's where we should hit them. Yep, and we got Cygnus and Forgia on board now. We got our own army. Yep. Let's uh, let's begin the ending here. There you go. That's what, it's, what it feels like. And that is the end of Chapter 5 for the alternate history. And that is where I stopped. I know it doesn't seem like this episode has been going on for 34 minutes so far. But that was like probably 10 hours. Yeah, that's a long section. I mean, just that section where you have to go get to the beast mark was long. Yeah. You went through and two then, chapters, two full chapters right there. Yeah. There's a lot of traversal. Yeah. Which includes a lot of fights. <laughs> See, that was the thing was like I didn't mention like from going from the Guttral village all the way to Scala, you had to walk all of that map. Yeah. You couldn't just skip on the overworld and say, I want to go here. No, you had to go to each individual map and go through them. And I was like, wow, this is taking so long. And then you get lost. And I end up back where I started from. Yeah, it it's not real clear in this game. I mean, when you're on the map, they make it clear where you need to go because the, the path is sometimes highlighted. But when you're in the in like a an area, it's really not clear where you're supposed to be. And I'm pretty sure that the Sand Fortress is usually south of where I'm going, but you know, any given set of areas, set of screens can have four, five, six different entrances, and I, I don't necessarily know or remember which one I'm supposed to go to. Yeah, it's not any better in the 3DS version. 
I got lost twice and ended up back at the beginning of the map. I was like, are you kidding me? It's unfortunate because you'd think that would be a something that they could add on to the original game for an updated version. You know, it seems like a, a clear opportunity for improvement. Yeah. But yeah, that's um, that's where we're going to stop for now. We do plan on finishing this game next week. Uh, we do have an email though. Um, technically, we have two emails, but I'm going to ignore the second one because for one more week. Well, no, no, because it was. Uh, let me just read the first email. Uh, this comes from uh, Bronson. It says. Uh, uh, Glad Finks now is back. It's been a while. Congrats, Drew, on getting married. Thank you very much. I enjoyed, uh, I'm enjoying listening to you guys break down reading Historia. It definitely sounds like a game I'd like to play at some point, even though I technically am spoiling myself. Uh, however, I'm curious about what you guys thought of E3 this year. And he's going to, he, he talks all about, uh, E3 stuff, to which he then sends an email, uh, saying, when I sent this email, I was only 20 minutes into the episode. I didn't realize you guys were going to talk about E3 <laughs> at the end of it. <laughs> but I'm going to read this email anyway. It says, I'm curious about what you guys thought of E3 this year. In particular, what did you think of Resident Evil 2 Remake? I think it looks great. And I Sexy. love the oh, whole, yeah. Oh, God, I cannot wait. Dude, I've got the digital uh, version, uh, digital ultimate version or, or deluxe version pre-ordered. Because you get stuff if you pre-order it, and if you get the digital version, they give you, you give you the option to play the old RE2 music while you're playing the game. Oh, nice! So of course I'm going to get that. Yeah, and you get like different costumes. I think there's they're going to have like, um, like the if you remember Resident Evil Four, they had like the gangster costume for Leon. Um, and they've got like a whole bunch of different costumes you can wear. I think they got the 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 guns like uh, Jill's gun and Chris's gun from the older games. And that's all digital pre-order exclusive. I don't think that's all digital pre-order exclusive. There's a few things that are digital pre-order exclusive and there's some that come in the sixty nine ninety nine version. Uh, Cause I've never actually pre-ordered a game digitally. I have done it once and it was Metal Gear Solid five and I wish I'd never done that, <laughs> but that's just me. All right, let me, let me look it up. Let me no regrets. Up. Yeah. Uh, I'll just do my Resident Evil 2 remake editions. Here are some matching news articles. <laughs> okay. A little help on this episode. Yeah. Here we go. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, because, I mean, this is a game where, uh, aside from any statues or anything weird, if there's more content, I'm in. Yeah. Like, if there's if there's multiple levels of versions with different content, I'll just get whatever one has the most content. Okay, so the pre-order bonuses, if you pre-order Resident Evil 2, you'll get uh, two bonus weapons, Chris Redfield and Jill Valentine's signature Samurai Edge handguns. Uh... If you pre-order from the PlayStation Store, you get a free Resident Evil 2 PS4 theme. Uh, let's see here. Deluxe Edition. The Deluxe Edition comes with the core game plus a download voucher for two Leon costumes, three Claire costumes, Samurai Edge from Albert Wesker, 
and a classic Resident Evil 2 soundtrack swap. Nice. Yeah. It is $70 for that, uh, to which I went ahead and just got the deluxe edition on digital pre-order, and I am ready to play that game. Uh, I'm torn, though, because I, I really want the box for Resident Evil 2. I don't know why. We'll just get the deluxe version of it. The only thing you'll be missing is the two signature weapons from Jill and Chris. Now that's a yeah. pre that's a pre order bonus. So you should be able to get all of it. I don't know what was different about the digital. There was something else that was added for digital pre orders. Hmm. Uh the digital deluxe edition. Uh, all right. The digital deluxe comes with these costumes. Okay. Is it one more costume than the regular deluxe? I don't know. Anyone who purchased the digital deluxe edition of Resident Evil 2, which uh, retails for $69.99, will have two additional Leon S. Candy costumes and three additional Claire Redfield costumes. Leon will have the Arclay Sheriff costume and the Noir costume, whereas Claire will have a military costume, a Noir costume, and an Elza Walker costume. Those of you who don't know, Elza Walker was originally the main character of Resident Evil 2 whenever the, before they scrapped the game and made Resident Evil 2. <laughs> Resident Evil 2, it was, it's, it's, they, they made, I think the game was like 70% complete. And then they scrapped it completely, and they 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 have they've leaked that online, and you can watch clips of it. And it's called Resident Evil One Point Five. Like they made a full game and then scrapped it. That's crazy. Yeah, and it didn't have Claire Redfield. It had a different character, Elsa Walker. It's crazy that you wouldn't try to get that out as some kind of weird, uh, I don't know, backstory or side story or alternate reality or something. Just. To try and recoup some of the money. Yeah. So it says here, I think it looks great, and I love how they're emphasizing the notion on zombies being an actual threat. Plus, yeah. it's way further along than I expected. Any thoughts on Death Stranding? It sure looks pretty. Uh, despite the lack of info, I'm still looking forward to it. I think Kojima, of all developers, can pull together all those seemingly chaotic ideas. Uh, I talked about Death Stranding and thought... I don't care. I'm still really high on it. I like the mystery. Um, and I like the continued mystery leading up to it. Reminds me of, I don't know, Lost. You know, just wondering week to week. Who knows when the game comes out if it'll be any good, but I, I'm, I'm kind of enjoying just the anticipation for the game. I hope it's, I hope the game itself is good in the end. Uh, we'll see, but I don't know. I, I trust him. Oh. At least enough to, to see what happens. So here it says, uh, are there any other games you guys are looking forward to for me? Three, for me, even though they showed nothing of it, I'm really interested in Starfield. Uh, Rage 2 looks amazing as well, and I'm glad they're bringing it back. I thought the first game was uh, underrated. Maybe not a great game, but definitely worth a playthrough. I've also heard Matt mention on a podcast that he has uh, he's done for uh, Nino Rimo, 
and I can't seem to find it. I'd like to give it a listen as I enjoy writing myself. If there's a place I can download it, let me know. There certainly is. There's a place where we can get them now? Uh, yeah, only season one is up there. I haven't really figured out what to do with the other episodes. I might just dump them all up there at once. I might uh, string them out in anticipation for this November. Okay. One a week or something. But it's adnorimo.com. Adnorimo? Yep, Adventures in National Novel Writing Month. Okay. Uh, it's a bit bare bones at the moment. I haven't had a lot of time to upgrade the site, update the site. But it did take a step forward. It exists again. Uh, there was a lot of bugs, a lot of plugins that needed to be updated. The whole site was down for a few months. Ooh. But uh, it does exist, and it's got season one up there. And that was with uh, you, Jeff, and Jason? Yes. Gotcha. Okay. Well, there you go. Uh, finally, the year of the JRPG looks like there will be fewer games, which is to be expected. And Jamie. Oh, Jamie was in season one? I think so. Maybe it was just two and three. Maybe it was just two and three. See so here. Um, uh, year of the JRPG looks like there will be fewer games, which is to be expected. Uh, given the length of JRPGs, but uh, I was wondering if you guys have any plans on playing Final Fantasy X. I know 12 is on the list, so if 10 probably won't make it. However, if you guys have played Final Fantasy X before, what are your thoughts on the game? Personally, it's one of my favorite Final Fantasy games, though it's been years since I've played it. I think the emphasis on religious beliefs was tackled superbly in that game, and I don't think I've seen a game do it as well since. Anyway, thanks for the awesome content. Peace out. Uh, I have played through the entirety of Final Fantasy X. It's been a long, long time. Um, I did. I do own the the HD remaster on PlayStation Three. Uh, I played just enough of that to get a review out, which is not very much because it's an HD <laughs> remaster. Yep. Um, I thought Final Fantasy X was okay. Uh, it's not my favorite. My favorite will always be Final Fantasy VII. Um, I think it's definitely better than some of them. I was not a big fan of Final Fantasy VIII. Um, Final Fantasy IX, I would say nine and ten are around the same for me. Mm. Eight and nine I have not even booted up. Um, nine's pretty good. I just dislike the story in Final Fantasy VIII. I really like disliked it. Any particular reason? It's cheesy love story. Uh um I don't think Squall was a very good character. I I disliked his character for the most part. Um Yeah. Uh nine's pretty good though. Nine, they went back to form and um, made it. They they wanted to make a game that was kind of like the old school Final Fantasy, and it was um, it was pretty good. Uh, ten, uh, did you play ten, Matt? I have not played much of ten. Okay, I've played the first couple hours originally, and then the first couple hours with the HD remaster. That's about it. Gotcha. 
Uh, yeah, I played through all of that on the PlayStation 2 back whenever it came out. That was, and funny enough, I think, I may be wrong, but I believe Final Fantasy X was the last Squaresoft game before they turned into Square Enix. It was either that or the Bouncer. And I can't remember which one was which. But, uh, yeah, I played through all of Final Fantasy X. I thought it was okay. It was groundbreaking for its time because it was the first Final Fantasy game that introduced voice acting. Yep. And, uh, man, some of that voice acting was bad. <laughs> I keep going back. Everybody goes back to Titus doing his laugh, <laughs> which is absolutely horrible. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I did play through 10. Thought it was okay. Not the worst. Not my favorite. Never played 12, which is why we are doing that next. Um, I, in fact, up until probably a few years ago, I had never even seen a screenshot of Final Fantasy 12. Yeah, I do think 12 is what I put the second most time into. I had about 14 or 15 hours into it. Hmm. I'm a little nervous because I remember actually being stuck. Well, I don't know. I uh, did read up on what's new in the Zodiac Age. They changed a little bit from what I understand. Uh, One of the things was they made it more balanced so that people would not get stuck. Hmm. So, we'll see. I'll take that as a welcome improvement then. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I don't even know what that game plays like. Like I have any, I got like an MMO. Oh, really? So it plays. So it's a real time. It's like a single player MMO. <laughs> I was gonna say it plays a little bit like Nino Kuni, uh-huh. where it's real time, but you have to wait for cooldowns and such. Okay. Are your teammates stupid? Not Nino Kuni stupid. Okay. Then I may be able to handle that. Because as long as my, as long as the main character isn't dead, or as long as the main character is the uh, is not the only one alive at the end of every battle, I'm okay then. Because yeah, I, if it's if it's where you know my two party members are completely useless and die within you know ten seconds of the battle, I don't want to play that game. Yep. No, I don't remember any of that happening, and I don't remember them getting in the way of your attacks. Okay. Good. So, but yeah, I'm actually kind of excited to jump into that. More the the one Final Fantasy I have never played or touched. So, but that's it. That is it for us. Um, if you'd like to follow us on Twitter, I'm DML Fury. Matt is at REMGS, and the podcast itself is at ZTGD Phoenix Down. You can send us an email, and please do send emails. Uh, it's drew at ztgd.com. Uh, we'll read them on the show. Uh, you guys can suggest games to us. I know we've got things kind of locked in for the next couple months, but um, you can always suggest games to us because I'm always open to suggestion. Uh, but, yeah, I think that's it. I appreciate everybody listening. We'll be back next week. But until then, I'm Drew. And I'm Matt. And we're out of here. You guys have a great one. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next week with the continuation and conclusion to Radiant Historia. 